nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It is not, you are not a Christian because your parents are Christian. Yep. You are not a Christian because you go to a Christian church. Yep. You are right. baptized in a Christian church, you know a Christian pastor, and you read a Christian book. You are a Christian not because you want it. Yes. The Bible says, not the will of man. You are a Christian not because you really desire it. Because it is not also the will of the flesh. Not because the, the Secretary General of the Bible Baptist Convention said that you are a Christian and you are a Christian. The Bible says it is not because of all of that. You are a Christian because verse number 12, you receive Jesus Christ and you become a child of God. But as many as receive him to them give you power to become the sons of God. Galatians chapter, chapter 3 verse number um, 26. Galatians 3.26, the Bible says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. That makes us Christian because Jesus Christ lives in us. He, he indwells in us. If the Lord Jesus Christ has not indwelt in you, then you have not arrived to that place yet of being a child of God because we become child of God because of Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul tells us here about the sons of God, children of God. As you and I now we claim that we are children of God, and therefore there are manifestations of the children of God. And what is that? You must shine like lights in the world. You must shine. We cannot, you know, live our Christian life without shining our lights unto the world. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 18. Proverbs 4, 18, but the, the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We have that light that Jesus Christ placed in you. All you need to do is let your light shine. For what purpose? So that you will be like, you know, popular? No, it is to make Jesus Christ known to people. So that people can see Christ in you. So that they cannot see Christ. They cannot see God. They do not read the Bible. You read the Bible. So these people who look at you, you are the Bible to them. Because these people, they do not read the Word of God. We are God's, you know, um, um, uh, tablets where people can read. And His laws are written in our hearts upon the tables, the fleshly tables of our hearts. The Word of God must be in our heart. Now here you can see, um, where are we to shine? Well, that's a big question. Where are we to shine? My friend, recently if the things have sunk in in your system after all these lockdowns that we have experienced, and we realize how dreadful you know, the world that we are living in is dreadfully, spiritually, you know, uh, dark. It's so dark. It's moral darkness that engulfs our generation today. And we are living in a, in, a, in a generation that I believe this is approaching really to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in the clouds. When the Lord Jesus Christ 
blew the trumpet, or maybe the angels blew the trumpet, then the Lord Jesus Christ will appear. And you and I, who have received him as Lord and Savior, we will be taken into the sky. We will be taken into the clouds. And then uh, the Lord Jesus Christ will meet us in the air. And so we shall be, we shall ever be with the Lord. That's what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians. And then from that moment, the Lord Jesus Christ, after the judgment seat of Christ in the, in, the, in the air, the Lord Jesus Christ will lead all of us who receive Him. And He will, he will lead us and we will follow Him in white uh, clothing and in, in horses, in white horses. And He will touch down in the place called Megiddo, the Valley of Megiddo, where the Battle of Armageddon will take place. And the Lord Jesus Christ will do the battle. We do not lift our finger in that battle. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ will win that battle. Amen. And when He does, when He does, He will begin His reign as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yep. New Zealand will no longer be a country like what we have right now. New Zealand will become the kingdom of New Zealand. <coughs> and the Lord Jesus Christ will install a king. Australia will become a kingdom of Australia. The Lord Jesus Christ will install a king. Now, this is all in the Bible. I'm not uh, saying this without basis. Okay, Revelation chapter 20, verse number 1 to um, 6. Revelation 1 20, and I saw an angel come down from heaven having the bottomless pit, I mean bottomless, uh, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years Amen. and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loose a little season and I saw thrones and they sat upon them notice the word thrones is plural because that is not referring to the throne of Jesus Christ. It is referring to the thrones of the Kingdom of New Zealand, Kingdom of Australia, Kingdom of United States of America, Kingdom of England, Kingdom of Philippines, Kingdom of Tuvalu, Kingdom of Laos, Cambodia, um, you know, places like we call countries today, it will be turned into kingdom. And each of these countries, each of these countries, the Lord Jesus Christ will, will install kings. And then from that, the Lord Jesus Christ will become the king of kings. And Lord of lords. And that is where all of us, you know, will enjoy that uh, beautiful atmosphere. There's nothing like that atmosphere ever since. We're like back in the Garden of Eden, where the snakes, you know, will never harm children. Where the where the lions will eat like ox, eat grass like ox. There's no more death. There's always, you know, um, you know, you can you can experience the beauty. You can experience and see the places. Um, um, the Lord Jesus Christ will reinstall all of that, my friend. But God is telling us that while we are here waiting for His coming, we are to shine our lights. We have to shine in this darkness because there are still people in, the, in, in darkness that they, they want to know God. They want to receive God. They want to come to God. 
But there's nowhere they can turn to but you and me yep. that have the light of Christ in our heart. That is why we are the lights. So because we are the lights, God, God wants us to let your lights so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify you. No. Your Father which is in heaven. You see, uh, here in, uh, in our texts or in, the, in many passages of scripture, um, we are told about how wicked this world really is. If you, if you try to look at Romans chapter 1, verse number 21 down to uh, the last verse, you will find why God is grieved and how he turned these people who hurt him in, into having vile affection and all that. In, in verse number 21, Romans 1, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him, not as God, never were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And if you read the rest of that chapter, I'll tell you, you, you can realize how, how dreadful it is, the sin that engulfs this world that we are living in. The rest of that Romans uh, chapter 1 records God's complaints against mankind. Gross moral um, um, darkness that covered the earth and sin abounds everywhere. Wherever you turn, sin has abounded. And again, it is indicated in our society today. In our society, you can see that the, the increase in divorce. You can see the increase of um, you know, people in vices and gambling and crime and drinking and sexual offenses, drug addiction. And no wonder why these things were about. Just last week, I remember looking at the news, <clears throat> the Labour government <clears throat> announced the release of $32 million that will go to the plantation the grant for the plantation of marijuana. I, I think you have heard of that news. But that is just an indication where is this country going, you know, forward. This will move forward in the wrong direction. We move forward in the wrong direction. The Bible says that, that you know, we are God's children, therefore this world is a dark, darkened by sin. We are the children of God that will shine our lights. Yep. We may not be able to save all, but at least you can save some. Yep. You can reach to your loved ones and friends. You can reach to your classmates one-on-one. -on -one. You can reach to your friends and, and neighbors one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. We cannot expect maybe that the entire country will turn to God and be saved by God. But at least if you can save one, that is only what God wants. Reach out to everyone that we meet. Ephesians 5.8 we must walk as children of light in this world. The Bible says in verse number 8 in Ephesians 5, For ye were sometimes of darkness. I got saved in 1993. Before my salvation, you know my testimony that I've been into drinking. My brothers, uh, I was afraid of brother eating, afraid of, you know, my sisters, but they did not know I was drinking. And drinking a lot, and drinking a lot of hard liquor. I was into, you know, gambling. 
and not so many of my siblings know that knew that I was jumping. And I was into rock music and memorized the songs of you know dancing roses. But praise the Lord, you know, he's he stripped that out of my system by his mercy, by, Amen. by his grace. Because one evening, midnight, one midnight, <coughs> I was crying to the Lord. Because I want to, I want to get right with the Lord. I want to get right. But I how to do it? The Bible, Apostle Paul said, I find that. I do not know how. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? For the things that I would, that do I not. And the things that I would not, that do I. The same thing with me in that moment. And I asked the Lord, Lord, please. Every Sunday I'm in the church. Every Sunday I, I come to church. Wednesday I come to church. In those times, after, I, after 1993 I got saved. But still, the, the strings, the strings of sin, still I, I carried along with me. I, I put on my shoulder the strings of sin. Even though I got saved in 1993, but 1993, 1994, 1995, 1996, I was still in that bondage of sin. I cried unto the Lord until 
Let a new man light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. <coughs> you see, it is in this crooked, crooked and darkened generation that God commanded us to shine. Why God commanded us to shine? Because this world needs us yep. to shine. Because if this world is perfect and there's no sin, then no need for you to shine. Because it's already bright. But because this is a darkened world, <coughs> let go of all your sin, my friend, because you cannot be used by God. Yep. God wants to use us. Yep. You need to be, you know, uh, uh, sanctified in Him. We need to live a life that is holy in His sight, not just publicly, but also privately. Not just the life that we live, you know, um, socially. We know we are known a Bible Baptist church and we come to church and uh, we, we always read our Bible, but we must also be known in our homes, in our society, in our, in our uh, domestic life. We must be known as children of God. Yep. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Where to shine? In our immediate family, in our uh, immediate neighborhood, in our friendship. Let us shine for the, for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then how? How are we going to shine? How? Philippians 2.14 will teach us, will show us how to shine. Verse number 14, it says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that he may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom also, or among whom, you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, and they labored in vain. I remember back in the days when there was no electricity in our barrio, in our suburb, in, in Cebu, Philippines. We used a kerosene lamps. Uh, we have kerosene lamps that has a, you know, a, 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 a bottle and, and has um, kerosene inside and then a wick of maybe uh, cotton cloth that shoot up and then uh, you trim it and then you put a little bit of, you know, with it with kerosene and put a light and, you know, light it and then you put a covering of, you know, glass. And that is our light in the evening. And there's a problem to that because most of the time I uh, need to take, uh, you know, look after the wick because if the wick will be sunken, then the light will be uh, put out. And also you have to clean the the glass, or otherwise the, the brightness is obscured, the light is obscured that it cannot really give um, effective lights to the surrounding. My friend, I believe, how are we going to shine just like that light? And, and that obscurity that is caused by the smoke, and that, you know, week that we need to look after is just like what God wants us to look after. Be careful about murmuring and disputing because these two things can make your light shine but in obscurity. 
you are covered. You cannot give enough light to your surrounding if you have this problem in your life, if you have behavioral problem, if you have problem with sin. That will, you know, um, cover the light. That's right. There is light inside, but there's no light because it's covered by the smoke of sin. <coughs> My friend, here in, in our Bible, Numbers chapter 20, verse number 2. Numbers chapter 20, verse number 2. The Bible says, and there was no, uh, this is about the murmurings. I'm talking about the murmurings. I'm talking about the disputings. But here, these people, as our example of murmurings, is not really good. It's not good. Because once you murmur, without you knowing it, you're, you're murmuring really against the Lord. These people, they did not realize that they are murmuring yeah. against the Lord. But they did. Yeah. In, in Numbers chapter 20, verse 2, and there was no water of the congregation. They, they, they were in the wilderness and they have no water. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. But actually, God looks at this. They're not really against Moses. They're not against Aaron. They're against me. God took this personally to him. That these people are really, you know, waging war against the Lord. And verse number 3 said, And the people chowed with Moses and spake, saying, would God that we have died when our uh, when our brethren died before the Lord? And why have you brought up the uh, why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us to bring us in unto this evil place? It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. And notice this in chapter 21. This is chapter 20. The next chapter, 21. They are saying the same thing in verse number 5. And the people spake against God. And now they, in, they invoke God, they include God now in their, in their murmurings and their complaints. And against God and against Moses. Um, wherefore, have you, uh, wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathed this light bread. They, they hated the manna. The bread from heaven, they hated it. You know sometimes Christians, they hated the word of God. Sometimes Christians, they do not come to church because they have, they, have, they have nothing to do with preaching. They have nothing to do with the Bible. Yeah, that's enough for them. Some people, they do not realize that that's what they need. God here, look at these people, and they hated Our soul loathed this light bread. And chapter, uh, verse number 6, And the Lord, you know what God did? And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. That's what happened. That is what happened. In 1 Corinthians, in New Testament, chapter 10, verse number 10, this is what Apostle Paul warned the people. He, they, he warned the people, do not do that, do not murmur against the Lord. He said, in verse number 10, neither murmur he. And he took the example of the children of Israel in the wilderness. Pastor, Pastor Howell preached this beautifully this morning. That those people in the wilderness, they, they crossed the Red Sea. That means they were, they, were, they were given by God that miracle of you know salvation by the Red Sea. And then there's another water that they have to cross. The water in Jordan. But Millions of them did not reach there. 
So many people, they are saved, but millions of the Christians also are not experiencing the promise of God in their lives. They are saved, but they have not reached their promised land. That is not what the desire of the man of God, Moses, and, 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 and Joshua. And that is not the desire of Apostle Paul for the people. Verse number 10 says, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Because if we murmur against anyone, maybe against a pastor, or against a deacon, or against your parents, you murmur against your sister, or against your brother, and then it will be found out that you are really not murmuring against them, you murmur against God. And the Lord will send this destruction. And that is really sad. The people murmured against Moses. And thousands of them were destroyed by the serpents. Only God can destroy thousands of them by serpents. Because it was God who sent the serpents. And back to Philippians chapter 2, verse number 14. This is how are we going to, you know, <coughs> live our life as light. By not disputing, by not murmuring. Debate, put that away. No debates. We don't go into debates. Let us avoid arguments. Let us avoid things that can cause division. Let us avoid the things that can that can hurt and things that are wrong. Do not insist on the wrong. Avoid disputings. There was this golden anniversary of a, of a couple who had celebrated their 50th um, wedding anniversary. They were married for 50 years and that's remarkable because with a rampant divorce in our society today, the normalcy of divorce, it's really hard for uh, couples now to arrive with that golden anniversary 50 years and they are still married 2 months brother 2 months, 1 month uh, brother Ram and April 2 months and they are still married <laughs> we thank the Lord for that <laughs> Amen. <laughs> One reporter talked to this lady, uh, talked to this couple because it's amazing. It's very rare you can find couple celebrating golden anniversary. And the reporter asked the secret. What's the secret? And look around, people divorce every, almost every minute there's a divorce happening. But what's your secret why you keep your marriage till um, 50 years? And the husband said, you know what? In our home, I just make sure that in our homes, um, I will decide for all the major issues. I will decide all the major issues. And my wife will decide for all the minor issues. And the wife said, all these years, we don't have major issues. <laughs> you are slow. You are slow to pick that up. <laughs> You know what? No disputing. And praise the Lord if you know your your home can be as beautiful if there's no dispute there. You make your, you know, I advise Brother Ram, Brother Ram, the technique and the key is love April. Whatever happens, just love April. Just put your heart to April and pray to God that your love to April will increase. And keep on saying to the Lord, Lord, please increase my love to my wife. Amen. And I will tell you that that is really um, what God wants. 
we have to love our spouse. Love your spouse as yourself. You see, with that, it eradicates a lot of problems. A lot of problems in the home. No debate. Avoid debate. And also God wants us to be blameless. People will blame us. People will charge us. But we must be found in the end. Blameless. Just like Daniel. Daniel was a you know, perfect worker, a perfect you know, a neighbor. A, just name it. Because God's favor was upon him. And despite of that, he was charged against the country, against the crown, against the king, against the nation. He was charged. So that means we are not exempt from charges, but God will make that, that in the end of the charges, we will be found blameless. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 4. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 4. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion, nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. They tried to charge him with charges so that they can extract information and, and, and scrutinize his person. Maybe the receipts is, uh, 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 you know, uh, fraudulent. Maybe this transaction is fraudulent. Maybe, maybe uh, he's keeping a lot of money and, and, and stealing money from the crowd. They searched him, but they could not find any occasion. Christians, no matter how you try your best to live your Christian life perfect in the sight of God, perfect in the sight of man, there will be people in the future that will charge you. But so be it, they will charge you, they will charge us, but it must be in the end we will be found blameless. And that is what God wants in us. God wants us to be that people blameless so that we can, you know, shine our lights and not just being blameless without rebuke. Philippians chapter 2, verse number nine, uh, 15. Philippians 2, 19. That we may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light. This nation. And the nations in the world, most of the nations of the world are now perverse. Perverse. That is what Isaiah was saying in Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 20. Woe unto them that call evil good. Amen. And good evil. Yep. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. That put light for darkness and darkness for light. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. This nation is calling these things good. Marijuana is good. It's never been good. Yep. Only now it's good. They have 32 million dollars. I don't know. And they, they will educate the whole country. The, all the children in this country, it's part of the plan. It's part of the deal. You have this money, 32 million, but you have to go to schools to teach people about marijuana. That means your children will learn how to use it. <laughs> and it, it, to them, it's a government fund, it's good. That is very wrong. Yep. That is why the Bible tells us here, this is a perverse nation. Go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse number 14, verse number 15. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, 
in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. God wants us to shine. God wants us to remain, you know, uh, in this place. God is not going to take us home yet, maybe, because we have loved ones that need to know Christ. You have friends that need to know Christ. You have, you know, relatives. You have a neighbor. You have classmates and workmates that need to know Christ. That is why we are still here. Yep. Because God will use us. God cannot use, you know, uh, uh, those uh, people who have walked in who do not even know how to be saved. And how can they share that salvation that they don't have? You and I know our salvation. Therefore, if you know that you are saved, you have something that you can share. You have something that you can show to them. Because you know it. God wants us to understand that we have to hold forth the word of life. Soul winning. Telling people about Jesus Christ. Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest gift this world has ever received. The Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest gift. He died on the cross. He said, Father, at the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed about escaping that. But God the Father allowed him to go through. And he asked, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? It's because of you and me. Because of our sins. Our sins, right? You know, when, 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 you, when you commit sin, it's, it's in your soul. But when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, He is willing to take that away from you. And put it upon His own body. And with that sin that you have, um, that you have given to Him, He is willing to die at the cross for that sin. To pay the penalty of the price. God wants us to hold forth the word of life. We do this by personal soul winning. Me, I can do this in preaching. We can do this in personal witness. We can do this in informal meetings. Uh, next week, I will marry a couple and I will include salvation there. I will include salvation through and the husband is scurvy, came to my place, and Rubilin was hesitant because she knows I am a pastor. And Kirby <coughs> said, Rubilin is not. And Kirby said, Pastor, I can say way back in the Philippines when I was in, in high school, but my wife, very hesitant. When she came, I talked to them. And I focused on Rubilin. And Rubilin accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But before we finish our my my my, my uh, prepared lesson for her, she cried and cried and cried. I have to stop because she's asking for tissue paper. And I don't have tissue paper upstairs. I ran down, I didn't know where the children put it. And then all oh, the tears I can see from her cheeks. Until I got back, she, she was still crying. And she's kind of blaming her husband me. This is what I said to you. <laughs> Maybe she has an expectation that she will cry in the Lord. I don't know. This is what I said to you. I don't, I don't like this. And she keeps on crying. And I just explained to her that, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ is really, you know, it is not an accident that you came here. Amen. It is not an accident yep. that 
your husband to be, you know, no, not me. Before we we set the schedule, God in heaven already knows you. Yep. And He loves you. Yep. No matter what sin, do not worry about your sins. The Lord Jesus Christ is yep. taking care of that. Yep. No matter how big your sin may be in the past. Yep. No matter where you are in your, in yep. your sin. Many people, they cannot believe that God will forgive them. Oh, pastor, I think I cannot be forgiven because I have aborted my baby. Oh, that is a gross sin. That is unacceptable to me. But I will tell you, God can accept you if you come to Him. That is what the Bible says in, in John chapter 3, verse number 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that word is ever, no matter where you are in your sin, the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. Yep. That is the purpose why He died on the cross. That is the purpose why He paid the penalty of the price. Yep. God loves you. Accept Him. If, if you can accept, I mean, if God can accept you the way you are, can you accept God the way He is? Can you accept Christ the way He is? If Christ will accept you, is it really hard for you to accept Him the way He is? My friend, that is the greatest gift that we have. The Lord Jesus right. Christ. Holding forth the word of life. You have that and I have that. This is <coughs> what God has given to us. An ammunition to defeat Satan in the yep. life of the people. Amen. We can use this to snatch people from their, um, you know, um, um, the degradation of their sin. Holding forth the word of life. And also, God wants us to aim the reward. Aim the reward. My friend, do not neglect the reward. The Lord Jesus Christ said in verse number 16, go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse number 16. Holding forth the, the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. That I, may, uh, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. The Apostle Paul referred this at the judgment seat of Christ. Remember, my friend, there are so many judgments mentioned in the Bible, and there are different judges, judgments. But there is this two judgment that the, in the minds of the people, they, they are confused with, with the judgment seat of Christ and the great white throne judgment. These two judgments are two different times, two different places. The judgment seat of Christ are only for those people who receive Christ. And that is going to happen in the air. That is after the rapture. And when the rapture strikes, the, the, the same in Christ, those dead in Christ, and those people who are alive, the time of Christ's arrival, they will, they will be shooting up there. That's called rapture. And then right there, the Lord Jesus Christ will, will judge you and me. He will judge you and me individually in the judgment seat of Christ. That is seven years span. Seven years. Why seven years, Pastor? Because that is also uh, you know, uh, uh, at the same time of the seven years tribulation on earth. So here, if we are here and then the rapture will strike, we shoot up into the sky, then it's the beginning of, in here on earth, it's the beginning of the great tribulation. The marking of the 666 will happen immediately. 
and, and the arrival of the, the, the identification of the man of sin, the Antichrist, will be known. Right now, we do not know who is the man of sin. We do not know who is the Antichrist. But the Bible tells us that that man of sin will be revealed. So if he will be revealed with all the Christians disappear from this world. So this world will go through the great tribulation and Satan will do the new world uh, order, new world, one world government, one world religion, and he will impose the marking of the 666 in the right hand and in the forehead. And they will go through seven years. And Jesus Christ Seven years. Why? Because at the end of the seven years, the Lord Jesus Christ will come down and he will step in the valley of Megiddo to start the battle of Armageddon and defeat the soldiers of the enemy, the soldiers of Satan, the, the angels of Satan, all of them will be defeated in that battle of Armageddon. Amen. That is why it's seven years just visit of Christ, seven years great tribulation, and after this, will begin, will commence the 1,000 years reign of Jesus Christ. Amen. We call it the millennium. Millennium because it's a thousand. It's years. 1,000 years. And this is a perfect government, perfect uh, rulership of Jesus Christ, perfect um, uh, people around us, everything perfect. Beautiful place. No sickness, no, no, no thirst, nothing. No thorns. Everything is perfect. Then, but it's only 1,000 years. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 6. So, only 1,000 years. That's what the Bible says in verse number um, verse number 6. Uh, verse number 4, sorry, verse number 4. Um, and I saw the thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and uh, with, that which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, and had received his mark neither in their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Verse number 5, it says, um, But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection, and such the second death had no power. So after the one thousand years, Satan will be, verse number 3, verse number 3, Satan will be released. That is why there are scales again. But only for a season. Satan will be released only for a little season. Then Satan will be captured. Amen. And put into the lake of fire. Yep. You know, lake of fire and hell yep. are two different places too. Lake of fire is eternal. Hell is a little bit temporal because... Revelation chapter 20, verse number 14 and 15. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 14. Go down. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So this is hell. Right now this is hell. But this hell will be cast into the lake of fire. But those people who will be in hell is automatic. Their destination is lake of fire. So to go to hell is to go to the lake of fire. There's no way that you can escape from hell. But hell as a place is just temporal. But lake of fire is eternal. But people do not know that. They think that they're all two in the same place. No. It will be cast into the lake of fire. You see, and once it is cast into the lake of fire, Revelation chapter 21 is for you and for me. 
And I saw a new heaven. Amen. And a new earth. Why yes. is that new heaven and new earth? Why God will change the earth? And why God will change the heaven? Earth, no problem. We understand because earth is full of sin. But why God will include heaven? He will also change heaven. Why? Because Satan was there at the beginning. Satan was there. And God doesn't, have, doesn't want to have anything to do with Satan. So he will change the heaven himself. See, and I saw a new heaven. That is why it necessitates a new heaven. And a new earth. For the first heaven and for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. That is why you and I, you know, we go through these uh, stages. What we are waiting right now is the rapture. And the Lord Jesus Christ will come very soon. And that is why it's getting more exciting. When, when we see the wickedness of the place, we, we feel the pain, we, we feel that, you know, anger. And, um, um, we, we have that anger in our heart to see all this wickedness. But I will tell you, we better rejoice because this is the fulfillment of God's prophecy. Fulfillment of the Bible. Ephesians, uh, Philippians 2.16 Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. When Jesus Christ will come, we have price giving in, you know, massive, massive, grand price giving. We have a little price giving tonight. But this is just, this is nothing compared to the thanks, I mean, the price giving that we will all have. That is why God wants us to focus on the price giving. He always said, said that to us in Revelation chapter 22, verse number, if, if I'm not mistaken, verse 17. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. He said, um, verse number um, 16. Can you go up again, another red? Uh, okay, this one. And behold, I come with labor swell, and my reward is with me. The Lord wants you to get interested in this reward. Do not just aim heaven because it's yours. But God wants you to aim that reward. In order for you to earn that reward, you have to be Know, working for him, you have to be, um, you know, uh, uh, doing something for the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, we are waiting for that um, coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are waiting for the price giving, and He wants us to enjoy that. Now, why are we to shine? The reason why we need to, to shine because God, the Father, should be glorified. Yep. Amen. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, that is what God said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Notice the last six words there. Glorify your Father in heaven. Because God needs to be glorified. He is full of glory. The angel in the book of Isaiah said, Holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is full of His glory. Every creation of God glorifies God. You see the trees, they always like face the sun. 
the leaves, always like wherever the sun is, they're going to face the sun. And God puts it there. The waves, the waves will stop right where they stop. God doesn't allow the waves to um, go over the line. All the creation of God obeys God. Only man doesn't obey God. Only Christians, so hard-headed. They don't obey God or what God said. But God must be glorified because He is full of glory. Yep. Our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, also must be magnified. Yep. He must be magnified. To magnify is to make Him look or appear bigger. Why? Because this world is trying to belittle God. Yeah. To belittle the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. But you and I, we are Christians, we are here so that the Lord Jesus Christ will appear as He is. Yep. Our God is so big, so strong, Amen. so mighty. Amen. There's nothing my God can yep. do. Yep. Right. The world will try to cover it, to think that God is small. Our God is so big. Amen. And we need to understand that you and I tonight are God's children. We need to shine our light and also we need to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jude chapter 1 verse 3, the Lord Jesus Christ here placed the pastors, placed the Christians, placed the preachers as bulwarks. We are God's bulwarks of His doctrine, of the doctrine of the Bible. God wants us to contend this do not allow, you know, people will, will uh, belittle the doctrines of God, the doctrines of the scripture. You need to stand. You and I need to stand. Someone will come here and preach the wrong doctrine. I think that will be the last for the person. He cannot preach again. Why? Because we are God's, uh, um, you know, uh, bulwark to defend. He said here in verse number 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly, earnestly contend for the faith which was, the, which was once delivered unto the saints. We strive to maintain, we strive to maintain certain areas that we believe that very now we cannot, we cannot uh, compromise our Bible. Amen. We cannot. Amen. People will read, uh, I think uh, the rendition of um, ASB is better than KJ, KJV. Uh, I think there's a, a nice rendition of NLT and, and the, the uh, Latin Vulgate. No. We, we have to stand against it. Amen. We cannot allow that, you know, uh, people will, will, will say that and we don't say anything also. That is wrong. Oh, I think, Pastor, we need to change our music. No, we don't have to change anything. We sing from the hymns. Amen. And, and, and you know, we, we, we sing Catholic music. No rock Christian, Christian rock music. There's none. Yep. Because that is incompatible. Christian and rock, they're incompatible. So that is why, again, there are many things that we struggle in our church, and many churches struggle also. But there are these things we need to struggle and uphold in our church. 
That's right. From our attendance. When our church is open, let us strive. Lord, give me, give me a heart. That, Lord, I Amen. will pray for your word. Amen. I come to church. Lord, help me that I will Amen. come to the church. Church attendance, our Bible provision, our music, our clothing, even the clothing of the preacher. There was this one guy, very rich, I think Richard Branson, and then the owner of uh, Virgin Australia. Uh, wow, that, that man is very rich. But he's very uh, against <coughs> Christianity, he's against, well, he's very rich, but he's against Christians. Every time he sees someone like me, he said, every time I see someone wearing tie, I will, I will grab my um, scissors and cut it. He's, he's willing to do that because he can pay. But he, that is how um, he's really against uh, people that, you know, if you have a, uh, you know, a, a bad hair days in with it, and you, you wear those um, uh, clothes or skimpy clothes, it's okay with him. But if we wear something like this, I went to Australia, stayed this for, for nearly a year. Um, I do the lumbering, I clean the, the swimming pool, of, you know, the, the castle there in Pindrith, near Pindrith in New South Wales. And every day I come by to that shop to buy pie. I love their pies. There's no pie like that in the Philippines the first time. Of, oh, I love this pie. Every Saturday, every day I went by there to, to pick up my pie. Eat it, and that's good for me for the whole day. And then every day, and I was like sweaty and and you know dust all over my face, maybe all over my uh, body. And then one Sunday, I pick up someone in Pindrith near Mulgoa and drove like 40 minutes or uh, one hour. I dropped out there, told you know, and this is a good chance for me to eat the pie. It's really nice pie. I went there. The, the shop, I think, some of the order. Always recognize me, but when, when I went there, coming off from church, wearing like this, he was shocked at his face. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I wore. When I was 13, it's okay, you're okay. Now that I am wearing coat and tie, something is wrong with me. That, that is perversion in this world. Perversion. My friend, there are people really that go against anything good. Anything right in the sight of God, people are, they sold their soul against that. We follow that the models. But be careful when we follow that the models because we might be following a wrong, wrong models. Yep. We might be following, you don't wear a tie, you might be following Richard Branson, a billionaire, the owner of uh, that. You might be following the newscasters. You might be following those preachers. Who do not believe the King James Bible anymore, and whose music are like Christian rock music? And remember who you follow, because whatever we do, we don't do. We, we we don't have originality. We just follow. But at least we have an opportunity to follow godly leaders. Yeah. Godly following. Yeah. You see, God wants us to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants us. That through our our testimony, we can magnify the Lord Jesus and letting people know the salvation that is only in the Lord Jesus Christ. Sinners may be saying, "Do your Bible," and the Lord, when He comes, when He comes, I cannot imagine 
if someone is saved in your life, a soul will be saved for all eternity because of you, my friend, the reward. I do not know what the Lord Jesus Christ you know, will, will present to you, will give to you. I know the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible said, well done, the good and faithful servant. I will tell you, the Lord Jesus Christ will hug you, the Lord Jesus Christ will, will, will you know, give you a good hug, and I will tell you also, the, those people that you have won to the Lord, they will cry, and they will, they will congratulate you, they will shake your hands, and they will hug you, and that is for all eternity. It is worth it to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is worth yep. it. Yep. Holding forth the word of life. Praise God that He has given us this opportunity that we can serve Him. Because the greatest day is yet to come. Yep, that's right. The Lord Jesus Christ yep. will be. Amen. Our Father in heaven. For making us realize that we have to shine our lights in this darkened world. Bless, Lord, your people. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the love that you have placed in our heart for the souls of men. Lord, we do not know what's going to happen through our Christian to this people that love you. As the Bible says, I have not seen, nor ear heard. <coughs> neither have entered into the heart of man what God had prepared for them that love him. Lord, we have not realized yet what's going to happen to us if we serve you. What's going to happen to those people that will be saved if we serve you. But Lord, the Bible already exclaimed the greatest beauty when we come and serve you. Lord, I pray that you can find in our people here at the church people that will love you, people that will love the souls of men. Bless the Lord. Give them a heart of flesh, Lord, that they will feel the souls of men that are bound to go to hell. But these people are waiting for us to come to them. Please, Lord, why you bow your heads and close your eyes? This is a moment that we have an opportunity to think about what, how are we going to respond the word of God to our life? How are you going to respond if the Lord Jesus Christ will ask you, would you come and serve me? Would you want to serve me in this crooked Perverse nation among whom you shine your light. I don't know, my friend. Do you really love God? Do you really love the souls of men? You are happy that you are saved, but what about those people who you know that are not saved? They just need someone to tell them.
said in my heart, Lord, I will serve you. I will spend the remainder of my life to serve you. If you are like that, why don't you do that? The altar is open. God is willing. If God is willing to use you,